This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you by The Provider. The Provider's mission is to help everyone enjoy a well-seasoned meal no matter where they are or what they're cooking. They currently offer 12 unique dry rubs, an incredible wing sauce, and a number one selling cookbook, all designed to elevate the flavor of any dish. Their rubs come in airtight containers that keep them fresh and flavorful for a long time. And unlike other rubs that can be overpowering or too salty, The Provider's rubs strike the perfect balance of flavors. The cookbook, co-written by hunting enthusiasts Chad Belding and Chad Mendez, is a work of art with incredible photos by Tom Rastachin and stories of people hunting and providing. It's so beautiful, you'll want to sit down and appreciate every single page. It's packed with recipes and designed specifically for wild game and domestic meats, making it the perfect addition to any cook's arsenal. Head over to theproviderlife.com. With new additions every week, the website is a treasure trove of free cooking tutorials, provider tips, and unique recipes that will help you take your culinary skills to the next level. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the kitchen, The Provider has something for everyone. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by Oakley. Guys, let's be real. The world is your playground and you need the right gear to conquer it. That's why you need a pair of Oakley sunglasses. With Oakley, you'll have the clarity, protection, and style you need to take on any adventure. Oakley's commitment to quality, innovation, and authenticity means you can trust your eyes are in good hands. Head over to oakley.com to find your perfect pair. All right, welcome back. SSS, your strength and speed, our second podcast. We got one under our belt, which uh, my wife loved to give me a bad time about our first inaugural. You know, she's like, uh, you probably don't need to say both those things. So, you know, I had to get one <laughs> under the belt. So now we're ready to go. This is number two. Now, one thing we didn't really do last time, guys, is we didn't really tell the audience who we were. We just expected them to know who we were because we're that popular. But this time we're going we're gonna to give them a little bit more of what we are. So uh, Sierra Strength and Speed has been a Reno, Northern Nevada strength and uh, conditioning facility for 20 years. Um, myself, Rob Knatzer, the owner and director, uh, I have been in the profession now for, I know I look 35, but I've been doing this almost 35 years um luckily we're just on radio so they can't see me um so my background is i'm an athletic trainer Uh, i've been doing that 30 years and then became a strength and conditioning coach and uh that's getting darn close to 30 years there too so we've been it's been a lifelong thing so when people are like well who do you guys and what do you know we get to the reason we're going to explain who we are a little bit more today is so that uh, they know that we have been around the area for a while. We know what we're talking about in certain realms. So so that's me. Um, there are four of us today. So we've got one newbie on board yeah. for, for round two, but I'm going to make him go last. So Jake, you went first <laughs> last time. So Blake, give us a little bit more about who you are besides being hairless I mean, like I was explaining to you guys this morning, I'll 27 talk. and bald is, is a memorable characteristic. I don't, I'm the only guy I know so far, so that's why okay. I say it that way. Right. People remember me that way. But So my name is Blake Whitlock, um, born and raised here in the Reno area. Um, originally, I was born in Incline. We moved down to Reno, down the hill, to the Galena area when I was in kindergarten. And I've been Reno ever since. Um yeah, I grew up on the south end of town, played every sport. 
um, down there. Played at Washington Little League, SYFL on the Grizzlies, Demonte Ranch Youth Basketball League. Um, went to Pine Middle School, then Galena High School. Um, played, you know, sports all all the way through wrestling, football, which ended up being my main sport. Um, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of track and field. Um, just very active. Ultimately, playing sports. I'm one of six um, kids in my family, so grew up in a very, very active, athletic, sports-driven family. So I, you know, when I was, my mom likes to say I was a week old. I was at my first high school football game, watching my brothers. So been around it forever. So ultimately, after Galena High, I went to community college at Saddleback College down in um, Southern Orange County, Mission Viejo. Spent two years there playing football. Um, before ultimately walking on at Boise State um, in 2016. Summer of 2016, I went from walk-on. They put me on scholarship. I played uh, three total seasons up there in Boise. Spent my true senior year um, out with injury. I had both my shoulders redone. Um, and then since then, finished up with school, moved up down back to Reno, um, been working for my dad's painting company really since 2019 when I moved back and I've been in with Rob at uh, Sierra Strength working in a working capacity for about a year and a half now I'd say year and a half yep um, but ultimately I'm a I'm a longtime product of uh, Sierra Strength and Speed I started Sierra Strength and Speed when I was probably 12 years old um, I don't even know how we started coming in there I don't know if it was because Brothers, dad. my little brother, it was my dad that started dad, coming in. Yeah. So, yeah, my dad started yeah. coming in. And then ultimately, I was one of the little gremlins that I, I used to, I get to work with now. So, like, <laughs> Kyle Bateson was my coach. I'll never forget Kyle, a great dude. Um, raised me up the right way. It's it's fun to now be in his shoes looking back and be like, man, this is a lot different than I thought it was when I was a kid. It was so serious. And now, sometimes coaching the young kids, it's like, not that it's not serious, but there's just so much play involved, and mm -hmm. and and there's so there's the dance between like okay, how do I get these kids to like do anything in any capacity? It's it's pretty funny, but I was really intense little kid when it came to sports. So I was like, I thought that was my Super Bowl every single time I came in there. <laughs> um, but it's it's fun to be back. It's fun to be working uh, working for Rob. Just you know, a huge ball of knowledge <laughs> ultimately for me, and it's a great place for me to start my career. Um, and start to pursue some of my stuff, some of my certs, and uh, ultimately, you know, start the rest of my uh, my journey into this 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 field. Career, yeah, nice. career. Beautiful. My Jake, turn. It's All your right. turn. We're gonna finish with Preston. I'm uh, Jake Waters. I grew up in Reno. Um, been here my whole life. I went uh, to Galena High School as well. Played pretty much every sport. Woo -woo. Uh, junior year, I ended up herniating a disc and went to Rob trying to fix it and all that stuff, but uh, just couldn't get it done without surgery. So got surgery, um, and then he helped me with kind of my rehab after that. And freshman year of college, I was in the College of Business and decided that that shit sucks. <laughs> and so <laughs> changed my major in my econ class. We're we're all at this table a product of that. It's yeah. Maybe we didn't start in business, but we're all like, oh my god, it's boring. Where are we Econ gonna go? Sucks. <laughs> yes, and okay. so I changed my uh, changed my major in that class, 
and started working for Rob four years ago. Yeah, I think you were saying four. Yeah, yeah. four, four and a half years ago. Um, and I've been training ever since, and I love it, love going to work. So it's pretty cool, and not a lot of people get to say that. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. And Preston. Let's Preston. go. Preston's our young guy. He's, <laughs> the, he's, a, he's, he's the newbie. So uh, we brought him in for strictly uh, comedic. Help fun, us connect with the fun, youth. Yes, yeah, exactly. For, Sweet. That's, for our, our young group. I'm All glad right, that's Preston. what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> my name is Preston Cushing. Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area. I am a student at UNR right now studying kinesiology. Um, I'm finishing up my third year here. I've been in Reno for about two years. I didn't come up freshman year because of COVID and all that. Um, everything was online. Mm. I, yeah, big boo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been in Reno for about two years now. Um, I first met Rob and got into contact with him through my older sister. And she was, uh, she's seven years older than me. She also went to UNR and she was good friends with Nikki who was a trainer with Rob. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got connected and I did my fair share. I interned for Rob for God knows however long. Almost uh, a year. Yeah. Close to a yeah. year. Is that, Are you that salty long? or something? Yeah. <laughs> hey, no. Where's his money? Pay my yeah. man. It, it was a <laughs> long, it was a long year, a long oh, year of no, no money, no income. <laughs> oh, but, but yeah. Hang on, we might be removing one person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I just kind of, I played sports my whole life. Baseball uh, was the main one all the way till freshman year. I had a injury ice skating, uh, cut my finger open, which is kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> it happens. I forgot about that. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I was no a PO me. my whole life, and then I went from throwing uh, to never even PO being is. able to hold a baseball, and I did about six months of PT for it just to like regain my flexion in my middle finger. Um, and this happened like a month before spring season of tryouts for baseball. So I just decided to try out for volleyball because my mom was forced me to play a sport. I couldn't do anything else. And I could keep an open palm while I hit a volleyball. And I fell in love with the sport. Um, I ended up playing club volleyball in the Bay. They had men's volleyball out there, which was pretty popular. So played club volleyball, uh, played as much as I possibly could all four years of high school. Um, we were just talking about it earlier. I was like stick and bones uh, coming into my junior year of high school, which was when I made the varsity team. Um, so I got into the gym a little bit to put some size on solely just for myself and personal aesthetics. But uh, it helped a lot. I noticed like a big, a big increase in my athletic performance on the court. Um, so that's when I started kind of looking more into like athletic training and that whole ath uh, like athletic side of it and my mom never wanted to pay for like my own personal trainer so I kind of did all my own stuff um but yeah that was kind of the turning point in my life where I really fell in love with the gym and like the whole athletic both sides of the athlete like playing it and also training it um and then I was gonna originally go to college I was gonna follow Blake's route go to JC play play some volleyball down down south at uh, Orange Coast College Oh, um, boo, I hate Orange uh, Coast College. Come on. We smack Orange <laughs> Coast College. But yeah, that that was my original plan. Uh, I was in contact with the coaches, had like a, was going to go on like a little official visit, uh, do the whole thing. And then 
March came around my senior year of high school and just everything shut down. We went into full pandemic mode and my mom highly suggested that I went to a four year university instead of paying a lot of money to pay for rent for a junior college down south when I could do it at home. And I wasn't the best student at the time, never really got the best grades. I just never applied myself. So she said, get into a four year, don't need to worry so much about grades, get in, get out, move on with your life. So that's how I ended up here in Reno, but it's the best decision for me and I don't have any regrets. Good boy, nice, nice. So last time in our round table discussion, we just kind of free free formed and we went through a lot of stuff. We, we brushed a lot of topics. And so uh, one of the things I was thinking we would do this time is, is kind of not really go back through all of them, but I wanted to start with a, a few definitions that I think will open up into some of what we were going through. So kind of define a few things. And then from there, we're gonna break down just a couple of topics. So we're gonna be a little more specific and and maybe uh, give out a little bit more information. and, and um, uh, so let's let's start with this. So I, I found this to be, I uh, heard this on another podcast. Some guys were going through and just explaining kind of where the general lifting came from, right? So there's, there is powerlifting. And what's interesting about powerlifting is it has absolutely nothing to do with power, right? So powerlifting is really the maximum amount of weight lifted for three lifts. And it's a squat, a bench, and a deadlift, but it is ha- it has nothing to do with power. So here in a minute, we'll define power because we kind of talked about power last time, but we really didn't define it. So power lifting is just squatting as much weight as you can with being watched and technique and the whole thing, uh, deadlift and bench. So those three lifts. Now, Olympic lifting, on the other hand, is more, even though it's called Olympic lifting, is six lifts. Um, a lot of it is is rate of force. So it's that is more about power because you're trying to move a certain amount of weight quickly because that's the only way you can. But most of the lifts go from floor to all the way overhead. So there's a there's a, a clean and jerk, uh, uh, full hang clean. Um, what else? A uh, uh, snatch, snatch, and, a, and then there's a, a jerk and press. Yeah. yeah. So those are. And those are very, very complex lifts. Um, and then we talked about this a little bit last time. There's bodybuilding. And really, bodybuilding is all about, and Jake, you actually gave it a pretty good definition, but it's it's really progressive resistance in the mode of hypertrophying muscle. The downside for, for me and what, when we talk about it is it's, it's great for what it does, and, and the guys who do it are great, but really what we do in our facility is more sports specific so the downside of the bodybuilding and you know depending on what you're trying to do and sometimes you need to be putting on some just general size is it's it's really geared towards individual muscle hypertrophy and so there's a lot of segregation or separation of muscle units and the reason i say it's not very applicable for our athletes is they're all about flow, right? So our athletes, it's it's all about how they move and putting it all together, not just here's your bicep and here's your tricep and here's your deltoid. It's it's how do those muscles work in conjunction or coordination with each other. So really what we do um, is functional training, but the definition of functional training is all over the place. So, so functional doesn't mean 
every body part's working or you're standing on one foot getting some balance out of it while you're stabilizing your body and, and moving weight, right? It's it's really got to be specific to the sport you're playing. So it's really trying to make it look specific. But if you're out there on social media and something and somebody goes, hey, this is functional, and you're like, for what? Right? So, so it really depends on the sport you're playing. So really what we try and do in our facility is try to combine some of these different philosophies of lifting and put it together into sport could because our whole goal and you guys know this our whole goal is to make the movement applicable to sport we want we want the athlete to perform on the field not necessarily in the in the confines of a of weight room the four walls of the weight room right so then i think uh, you know so we talked a little bit about it power is a huge aspect and power i said you know basically last time i said it's strength times speed which it is but if you really break down power it's the amount of work done divided by time right and then work is typically measured in a watt um and so Work is force over distance divided by velocity. So it gets very physics-oriented and technical. And then from there, it's your force is how much mass you move and times acceleration, right? So again, it's we're looking at how much weight you're moving, how fast you move. And the reason I wanted to define that, Blake, is because last time you brought up a sprinter and, and why that's applicable in sprinting is because it's the amount of mass, their body weight, and how quickly they're moving it, right, is, is powerful. And the faster they move that weight, their weight doesn't change. The faster they move their weight, the more power they create, the more forceful that athlete is. And, and a lot of times in athletics, that's what's going to win, is, is the person who produces the most power or torque in that setting. Okay, so what I wanted to do next is I wanted to kind of talk about athletic development. Okay, so I wanted to say, let's let's get into developing an athlete. And there's a lot of different areas that we're looking at, right? But let's, let's just talk about that a little bit in our first part here. So I wanted to open it up to you guys and let's, let's break that down. And then I wanted to go into not just our young athletes, but, but our older athletes, because I consider anybody that comes into our facility an athlete. You know, we're, like I said last time, if we get somebody who wants to come in and just bodybuild and they look around our facility, they probably realize that's not the facility for them, number one. Number two, it's really not our genre, right? So most of us are going, eh, eh we might want to ship you somewhere else. We'll give you a referral. So let's talk about athletic development and then, and then let's get into um, how we work with our general population or older clientele and make it more of a you know athletic development kind of sitting okay yeah who wants to start i'm, a, I'm, a, I'm throwing it to you guys first what do you want to yeah, know I'm, do you want like a i'll start what overtime breakdown you get you get your individual that comes in and wants to play football what what are you going to look at and how are we going to proceed you start with assessments, like looking at how they move, speed, needs analysis of like what their sport needs, their position. And then if you find 
they're lacking in one of those areas, you generally start with that. If they're lacking in all of them, you start by building a base and then you can take it step by step from there. Okay. Go for it, Blake. So for me, I think it's really important to get a little info on like, we need, I need a goal. Like what, what, what's your, do you just want to just play football, be on the team and like, you know, get some playing time or do you want to like become one of the better players? Like what, what, like where's your, where's your head at? If you're, if you're coming in here only because that helps me develop a plan of like, okay, this is how far I can push a person or this is ultimately how far I want to progress it because sometimes you got a kid that comes in and it's like, I want to play football. Ultimately, you can kind of tell, okay, where's their ceiling at? Like, immediately. And you don't want them to get discouraged by only being able to take baby steps towards being a football player, right? Right. But I think... I'm more concerned with getting a kid that doesn't get to play very much because he runs kind of wonky and and can't catch because he because he doesn't catch with you know he doesn't use his eyes when he catches he's only trying to do it with his hands like knowing the the capacity that the kid has and where their goal is okay in making that marriage is like the first thing I need to make sure um, we can get on the same page on okay so if you can't catch but you want to be a NFL wide receiver, like we're gonna make sure that you understand the importance of the like parts of catching. We got some work to do. Yeah, we yeah. got some work to do. Right. And there's and then we can go from there. Like we got there's parts to that. Yeah. You know, there's there's pieces and you piece that together, and hopefully through that, you know, process, they learn, you know. So it'll make it easier for them to learn like the foundations of running and stuff too once you start getting into more running yeah. because they understand how to break it down into the smaller parts. So, I mean, you guys hit great points and I'll let you throw one out too, Preston. I, I know you got something to say. But basically, you got a blank sheet, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you get a, let's, I said 12, let's say 12, 13, 14, somebody who understands what you're going to do with them there's so many things you can work on, right? It's unlimited. And we just we just defined a few different areas. And, and you know, depending on how much you're going to see the kids, you might do some Olympic lifting. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about our functional training because that, that's wide open and, and define that a little bit. We haven't defined that. But you might do some Olympic lifts. You might do some lifting that is maybe looks a little bit more bodybuilding or 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 just the the power lifting where you're doing some bench and squat because that's what's going to be demanded on them when they hit high school anyway right when they when you turn them loose and they're and they're seeing us here and there but they got to do their high school weights they're going to be doing those things so you might as well make them as good as possible but really you got a blank sheet and it's it's where where do we start so i'm gonna just press them thoughts i mean yeah i think that's the hardest part of this job is like it is a blank sheet, but there's also, like Blake said, like you don't want to push an athlete too hard if they can't handle it, but you also don't want to go too soft if they're wanting to be pushed super hard. So it's trying to find like that good balance of like doing these exercises because I know you can handle it and we're pushing you a little bit, but it'll make you the better athlete, or we're going to go a little easier on this aspect because you're new in the gym and this is something that you're not too familiar with and we don't want to discourage you because it seems too too much or too difficult all at once Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i think it just kind of depends on like 
personally what that athlete is looking for and like what their goals are and then us being able to tailor to their goals and just constantly keeping a good flow of like open communication with that athlete so it's an ever it's an ever changing like development with them and we're progressing as we go on through sessions and there's always so many aspects like size age uh, again, like how, how many times we're going to be able to see them. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many different aspects that come into it that it's so, so specific to each individual person that it's kind of difficult to give such a broad overall kind of assessment mm -hmm. without actually looking at a specific individual. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, like you said, sometimes just reading the clients, the best, the, the, the biggest thing, I think we do a pretty good job of it because it's, mm -hmm. it's great to go, okay, here's here's a program and you need to do this program for the next four weeks and it involves you know, squats lunges bench press whatever some running right so so we look at the the aspects of the sport you know football okay you better run some 40 yard sprints because that's what they want to see or test you on or or we're going to do some route running so there's a lot of things but ultimately you got to read the client and and you know understand their package what they bring to the table but know that it's ever changing right because because you might start you might start working on okay this kid really we got just build some foundational strength but then you start watching the move and you're like never mind we're, we're gonna do a little bit more movement you know so or you know we've talked about this before i used to always have the kids that would come in and i've got a leg day plan for them and then find out that they came from their coach who decided that it was a great idea to run 1700 100 yard sprints and the kids fried right so okay we're probably not doing leg day today so so we've got to adapt our training based on the kids yeah so i mean i said it last time but so my card says athletic development coach, but I really like to think of it as confidence development coach. Mm -hmm. And I think it still applies because ultimately I'm still going to look for places to give these kids or these clients a, somewhere where they can succeed and feel like, ooh, I, I am good at this one. Because if I have a kid that's really not good at running, you know, runs with his feet out, whatever, and we're trying to drill the running, 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 and he can't get it and he's starting to get frustrated and okay we'll throw him in the ladder maybe we can try to you know get him to develop some rhythm with his feet in the ladder well he's not getting that and you know okay well that's my job let me find somewhere where he can succeed and we can pour a little time into something like that mm -hmm. give him the opportunity to go to a just get a win in the day and b okay look you're good at that one what is it about this one that you do good mm -hmm. break that down so he understands the process of doing something well and then it, it makes it a little bit more palatable on the back end when you're not having so much success with footwork or with jump rope or something like that to then deconstruct those things break those things down and ultimately keep marching towards your goal of what getting faster or you know whatever those mm -hmm. goals might be so the recipe might not always just be oh you want to get faster let's just run straight we're not clearly we're not very good at running straight let's find a couple things that we are good at whether it's jumping or or you know going side to side or anything like that give them some wins break those things down how do they do these things well teach them in those in those parameters mm -hmm. and that's why like i think when you said the goal is important the goal is super important because it gives that's their why on why they're there and like yeah. it motivates them but also like so many times kids will be like my goal is like to bench 150 pounds and you look at them and you're like 
but you can't run 20 feet without like yeah. not moving your arms and you're like yeah. we should probably work on other things so like you can't just take what they want into account sometimes you have to almost force them into the right lane to become a better athlete too mm -hmm. but the goal is still super important i agree with yeah on that and, every, and everybody that comes has strengths strengths yeah. and weaknesses right so so i was you know go hey you you're already really good at the lifting part right so let's let's bring these areas up a little bit and make the running a little bit better and and see if we can marriage these two to make a better athlete right so so ultimately to me like i tell you guys all the time we're, we're in a volleyball facility but i tell i tell the volleyball guys all the time we're in an athletic development facility so whether they play volleyball now and like preston i was baseball moved on to volleyball you know that happens all the time so whether they're volleyball now and softball later or running track you know you're trying to we're, we're trying to make them a better athlete well-rounded able to do everything a little bit better bring up those weaknesses to where they're they're not so visible mm. weakness when they do something and what is one thing that you talk to any high level coach of any sport anything coaches want coachable athletes and if we can be a, a somewhat of a vessel and just like helping athletes along and becoming more coachable because when you go into sport and you do have to specialize in in a sport so like volleyball you have to specialize in your swing when you jump and spike i know nothing about that but at the same time i can help foster those principles of being coachable in there and i think ultimately if you want to break it down athletic development are we talking necessarily just about skill set and and output at like physically or are we talking about the complete athlete which is you know a heavy percentage Mental, comes yeah. from between the ears mm -hmm. well and mm -hmm. and you brought this up last time you kind of mentioned it again but but when we're working with those young athletes the the number one thing that changes and, and you even just said a little earlier preston but is confidence right so it's it's not only you're yeah the weight room is good for a lot of reasons because we talked about that last time we said you know the, the side effect of lifting everything you get from it's good but one of the biggest things in that young age group is the confidence they get and whether it's it's oh their bench press did go up or oh they can do karaoke without you know tripping over their feet or oh hey i i can actually jump and put my hand over the net now where three weeks ago i couldn't do that right all those things lead to progression and 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 i think the other thing that you were just kicking on is is yeah we're the strength coach kind of building these kids but we're building that base and giving them the fundamentals so that the skill coach can teach them how to hit the ball at the net right we're not trying to do that but it's like hey here's how you move your feet here's how you set up here's how you use your body to jump higher and then he's going to apply some skills to it that, that we may not be doing but hopefully we're doing all the prep work that leads up to that you know actual outcome of hitting the ball right over the net we're not really teaching the skill set we're just teaching all the prep work that leads up to that skill set yeah and like what was it was it monday i got i had to get on those baseball boys and they're mm -hmm. they're what those guys are 16 to 18 right somewhere uh, uh, 16 17 yeah. so they can ha they can handle it they should be if they're coming in to see us you know in that group setting there should you that know, age yeah they should be taking it at a relative level of serious and i was having a really hard time just because effort was bad habits were really bad and ultimately one thing that i do know is bad habits will murder your career and 
as athletic development coach, it is my job to make sure that those habits are clean so that when they go into all the other aspects, when they got to, you know, when it, when you get to a high level of athletics, there's so much that goes into it, right? There's, yeah. you know, especially at the college level, you got school and you got to manage your diet and all that kind of stuff. That's still the athlete. When they leave the facility, they're still the athlete. Hopefully, you want them looking at themselves that way or they're going to be capped at a level of, you know, athletic output. But building an athlete or athletic development, I really think is, is the whole entire lifestyle. And when you're in the gym, it, that's when it feels like the, the moment where you're being the athlete. But like we talked about last time with the confidence, all that kind of stuff that starts to starts to seep out into your other aspects of your life that you're still the athlete out there. You're still the athlete, you know, in the kitchen, when you go to sleep, mm -hmm. you're still the athlete. So the, the principles that we establish in the gym, hopefully if we're doing it right, will create the athlete in all aspects of their life. Yeah. Well, big time habits. I think it kind of all circles back to like, again, what their goal is. And especially like we see a lot of youth athletes and <clears throat> like youth athletes is a difficult age like especially middle school and like before you really get to high school or like the upper level of high school because parents definitely play a role in like what sports you're playing mm -hmm. how active you are what you're doing because i mean it's good like they should be you should be forcing your ch not forcing but like encouraging <laughs> children to participate in ath like athletic yeah. activities like it's healthy developing yeah. that like motor skills and your mm -hmm. motor development is huge and it has yeah. it dips into all aspects of your life not just physical ability um and so i think it's hard at the age that we see to really hone in on like hey this is important and it matters and like you said when you're going to sleep, when you're eating breakfast, when you're in class, like you are that still, you're still that athlete, but some of the girls necessarily, or some of the, like the baseball kids or just anyone that we see, sometimes maybe they don't see that because maybe being an athlete isn't exactly what they want. And there, there's like a turning page in like through puberty and like you hit your teens and like you're in high school and you're like, okay, this is seriously what I want to do. Mm -hmm when I go to college like I want to be the student athlete and that's when that like page flips over and they're like yeah it I need to eat right like what I eat for breakfast every morning matters how much out like I need eight hours of sleep every night that matters like stuff like that then becomes noticeable and they think about all aspects of their life revolving around being this athlete and I think a lot of the people that we see or at least a lot of the clients that I see and the athletes that I see specifically for volleyball aren't necessarily at that point yet besides the older ones and it's difficult to like not stress it and like it's difficult to see it on the outside and have been that athlete that turned that page but it was too late for me to do that and regret that I started so late and that I like I didn't want to go to college for volleyball till I was a junior or like my end of my junior year my grades were already in the garbage like I couldn't do anything at that point and so it's difficult to see the athletes now and see the potential that I see in such young, like young athletes and not like them not have the drive or the will or the want to. But again, it all comes down to them and it's, it it's their choice. It's their life. You can only do so much as a coach and only encourage so much, but that's what we need to do. Yeah, and I was going to say, I, I think we get 50-50, right? You, you get some kids. Like I had one one dad not that long ago. He he brought his son in, and he's like, 
he's the one who kept hammering me. When are we going to start? When are we going to start? And then you get some who the parents are driving it, right? Oh, I mean, and, I had one girl tell so, me, my mom just does this to get under my skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I see. You, but, that's yeah. what I see all the time. Like, <laughs> half of the girls, when we do the classes for volleyball, like, volleyball practice, and they come back for our classes, half of them are just there because their parents just wanted to check the extra box that adds them into SSS with practice. Yeah, but... And, and that's where sometimes, and, and you guys are dealing with the volleyball girls right now more than I am, but I've been there. <laughs> uh, so, but that's where a really good coach can flip some of those kids, right? I mean, let's say it's 50-50 that's coming in. You're not going to get 100%. You're, you're no, just not, no, right? No, never. There's just some kids are at the end of their maybe athletic career. But again, like you said, hopefully we're giving them some lifestyle things that they take out of there forever because the habits that they're learning with us or with the volleyball coaches, it's all good stuff. You know, yeah, nobody, nobody in there is, is giving them bad information or, or no. bad habit kind of things. Everything that we're doing is, is, is for the positive in terms of pushing those kids forward, right? So hopefully you flip some of those kids who are on the borderline and then hopefully some of those kids end up being like you guys where you're like, hey, not not just because they're sitting in a business class and going, this shit sucks. <laughs> but hopefully they're like, hey, you know what? I really, this is what I want to do because, because of Blake and the way he turned me around and I was kind of like, I don't know. And he was, you know, it was good to go in. So, so sometimes you can flip those kids and we all have our days where you're like, okay, what the frick? This is, today is... Today is not working. I can't. I'm, you know, you're watching your watch going, yeah. oh, my God. It's been three minutes. It felt like 30. You know, so we all have those days. But a lot of times you can flip the script with some of those kids and really get them to, to buy in or figure out what they want to do. And, and maybe they just end up going, hey, I'm not so much into volleyball, but I really like the training stuff that's going on. And I feel, you know, I, I'm digging this. I want to just train for whatever. Yeah, I think that's part of the value we provide is establishing a benchmark for success for any given population that we have like whether we share it with them or not like the volleyball girls we know that we want to take that 50 percent of girls that hate it and get that to 66 percent mm -hmm. you know like we're going to get to two-thirds of them enjoy at least the fitness process we don't even have to share that information with them but we know we have a benchmark okay we like we know we're not going to turn a ton of these girls into Division One caliber volleyball players. Right. But is that necessarily the goal, our goal, our benchmark for success anyway? No. And, and not that we're lowering the ceiling to, you know, hit expectations more often. Right. But it's being realistic and it's like what really is our, what really is our job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think uh, like the biggest thing for me, like you said earlier, is little wins, like getting these girls in the gym and like having these little successes or like finally seeing them be able to like do a lift correctly and like enjoy it. Or even with our leg presses, like I let uh, some of the girls get on there and like crank it up, like go, go like yeah. let's see it, 400 pounds, let's see what you yeah. can push. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the, like their they face, light at, yeah, oh, their dude. face lights up yeah. because they're like, wow like 400 pounds like that's a lot and i just pressed that like you notice you'll have three more girls come over and there's yeah and then the, and then there's like little competitions yeah. going yeah. and it's great because like they wouldn't never they wouldn't ever be doing that on their own and just giving them the opportunity and the like tools to do that and like in a group setting where you can have the competition is super healthy and then it opens like now every time 
they'll come back every single day. Can we leg press? Can we leg press? Can we leg press? And they get addicted. And that's a win to me because even if it's just leg press, I can work with that and like incorporate it. And then maybe we can transition that into other things. But the fact that they're just wanting to come back and originally didn't want to do any of this, like they weren't having fun, they weren't enjoying it, they were here because their parents were making them, to now wanting to come back. And even if it's just wanting to leg press the whole hour, that's fine with me, but it's something and that's what matters. (laughs) No, (laughs) yeah, no, you're right, that's right. And and it's funny because, you know, really they were supposed to be done this week and I can't, you know, they won't leave. They're popping up. Yeah, they just kept coming in. Are we doing, so, that might, be, that might be that might be something that yeah I, I, even though i had two girls yesterday that i was like jake they're killing me but, <laughs> um welcome you know, welcome so, yeah <laughs> so so i mean maybe we are seeing some some habits start to form or change so yeah. um all right so let's let's do this uh, let's go into our general pop so you know we've got we've got a pretty good group of people who've been coming for a long time uh, we've got some people who are newer to come in. We've got some classes that are pretty good. So I want to I want to throw it back at you guys because you've been with me for a while, so you know how I like to train. But but looking back at the different training modes that that there are out there, and let's talk about how we train our general clients and and what we're doing there and and why. That's yeah, you. That's, 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 that's Jake. Jake. Yeah, that's, that's Jake. all Jake. I do have a you lot. Of, you've been a lot of group classes. You've been the longest. <laughs> You're the group um, class goat. I would say that, like, even I started, like, as bodybuilding, too, and then kind of through Rob, like, learned how much more beneficial functional training is. Um, so, like, for our – I have a bunch of group classes that I do, and we have some really strong – well-moving healthy individuals that are like we have some that go into what like their 70s and they're yeah moving better than a lot of like 20 year olds yeah and i think it all comes down to like a good balance of doing whole body movements stretching mobility um cardio strength just getting a little bit of everything in every week and slowly progressing that in each of its own ways is how we develop them better than I think a lot of gyms do. It's not just one aspect like I'm in there running every day. It's you're getting a variety every week, so you're becoming better at everything every week. Give me give me a quick definition of mobility because I think it's mobility. Important. So like stretching, you can do like active and passive. Mobility is an active form of moving your joints in your body so like hip mobility would be you're actively using a muscle to open your joint either into external or internal or flexion all these different ways that that joint can move you're using your muscles to actively open that range of motion versus stretching or passive would be using gravity or something to force your muscle to stretch out okay Okay. Blake, I'm going to flip it to you. <laughs> I know. For what? Freeform. Let's go. You freeform. For what part? What do you want for, me to for the Well, what I was going to do what, is what, I was going to ask. I was actually had gonna... some of your buddies come in, and, and you've 
done a couple of classes. So yeah, what, so you know what are what are they looking for, and what are you trying to give them at at say twenty five thirty that is different. I I mean, you guys kind of know me. I'm kind of just like an energizer bunny. Like that's one thing I know that the gym can provide for them is like, hey, let's get in here, create a little community be around each other, do something hard and do it together, get in get out and do it. I was actually, well, as Jake was talking, I was going to say, I've always been kind of interested on your like true philosophy. I wanted to kind of hear like what I was excited that this is topic came up. Okay. Since I got in, it's been a kind of like, we've all been busy, hit the ground running. I did a little internship and it was like, Psh, go like start, start going. I was like, okay. So, which has been which has been fun, but the learning curve has also been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, like yesterday, I had the, the pleasure of uh, working out Jared's dad, who's eighty and the self proclaimed okay. potato. And I was like, I I like sat around in a panic for like the first before I got over there because I'm like, I don't know how to train an eighty year old guy. I train like eight to twelve year olds. Like this is this is the 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 direct opposite. But ultimately, for me, it's like what I try to provide with the with those adult classes or the general pop classes is like me, myself, I'm going to show up and I'll have good energy. And then as far as the workout, I'm going to just stick to some of like, you know, I've been around you guys enough. I know what the stuff you guys like. And I just use, you know, it's kind of like a creative outlet for me to take the tools. And I'm the reason I'm excited about being in the gym with you guys is I, it's a huge opportunity for me to learn why certain tools are used for certain jobs. Okay. So that's, but ultimately where I'm at right now is I take pieces, create, you know, a picture with it, yeah. put it to work. And then, uh, you know, I'm just there to encourage and influence and make sure that that session is on fire and we leave. And I think my goal was accomplished of like creating a, a space where they can have a, have an outlet of some sort. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you by the famous Nashville Palace, the iconic music venue, restaurant, and bar right in the heart of Music Valley, Nashville. For over 40 years, the Nashville Palace has been a must-visit destination for anyone looking for an authentic Nashville experience. It has hosted some of the biggest names in country music history, from Johnny Cash to Dolly Parton to George Jones, and continues to be a hub for local and national artists to showcase their talents. But the Nashville Palace isn't just a music venue. It's a full-service restaurant and bar that offers a mouth-watering selection of Southern cuisine, from classic comfort food like fried chicken and mashed potatoes to more adventurous side dishes like fried alligator. And you can wash it all down with one of their signature cocktails, like the Boot Scootin' Lemonade or a Palace Punch. If you're planning a trip to Nashville or just looking for a fun night out, head over to thefamousnashvillepalace.com to check out their upcoming events and make a reservation. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by our friends at Corning Ford. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly SUV or a truck that can withstand your life of adventure, Corning Ford's outstanding selection has something for everyone. And with their knowledgeable staff and competitive pricing, you can trust that you're getting a great deal on a high-quality vehicle. Don't wait any longer to start living your dream on four wheels. Visit Corning Ford today, and don't forget to mention your favorite podcast sent you over. Okay, so you had a question for me. My question what, what for you is question? just like, what are your, like, where's your head at on how we change general pop? How should we, or how, or how, how do we? How do we? Or in, you know. So, how do we? Or <laughs> how do we? How do we? We, Sierra Shaking Speed. Does, like, what is, like, what, what's your... So, so it, it would be Jake. Jake mentioned it. It's, yeah. it's got a lot of different facets to it, right? It's 
it is strength. It is mobility. It is the one he might not have mentioned, recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's endurance. It's it's body weight. It's with weights. It's some machines. So it's got a lot of variety to it. And ultimately, um, one of the things we didn't mention on the onset is cross-training, right? What What is cross-training? It's doing training different areas different ways it's not doing the you know if you're a runner and that's all you do you're going to create some issues and overuse injuries because you're only moving in one plane doing the same thing you're talking about thousands of foot strikes and and then you know up the chain that has implications all the way up especially if you're not doing it properly so when i my first thing is uh variety is great my second thing is is make it technically sound. So, uh, you know, my goal with everybody is that exercise has got to be executed properly, right? So there's there's definitely, and we see this a lot when it comes to bodybuilding or pushing weights is if you're not doing it right, don't add any weight to it because that's only going to make it freaking worse, even though you might think it's better. And we see that a lot with different trains. Like, well... That looked okay, so let's add some weight to it. You know, it's like, hang on, that was a, on a grade scale, that was a C, and now we're going to add weight to it. It's probably going to go to a D. It's not going to go to an A or a B, so let's fix it, right? Let's let's get people moving properly. And, and then once they move properly, my real thing is uh, when it comes to what we're doing is biggest bang for the buck. So I want complex movements, meaning – the more joints that are moving together in unison, the better. So I want to look at the body as a whole, not a bunch of pieces or parts, because that's the way it works athletically. That's the way we're born to move. And a couple of the guys who I really like who run the functional movement uh, or the FMS, the functional movement screen, and, and that th- those are physical therapists, athletic trainers. Um, they talk about move well, move often. And really, a lot of it goes back to looking at little kids, right? Little kids can go ass to grass squat, meaning that that deep squat, butt on the ground, knees fully flexed. Now, uh, CrossFit talks about ass to grass squat. Can everybody do it? No. So, and and do we want to do it under load? To me, no. Um, But should we be able to work on you know getting a full squat yeah that's great does your ankle move well does your knee move well does your hip move well does your low back stabilize so you can move those parts well if a two-year-old or a one-year-old does it why why can't we most of the time we can't do it because of what we do on the daily we sit a lot we we're in bad posture we're you know we're stuck in the classroom we're you know, stuck at the computer. So heads heads looking down at a phone or a screen. So our posture is not good. So to me, we're working on posture. We're working on core. And core is another buzzword that, you know, to me, runs from your shoulders to your knees. It's that whole area in between that's got to work together. Now it's that's a lot of freaking moving parts. So a lot of people define core differently. It's not just doing a sit-up or a crunch. It's It's how do you move? How do you get into a squat? That squat's got a ton of core to it, right? In terms of knee, hip mobility, low back, thoracic mobility. So, so when I when we talk about these things, to me, I think people need to move better, and and really, I want good movement, good technique, 
whole body stuff, and a lot of times it is body weight stuff. We have machines and we use machines. Some of those machines can be very useful, but again, they get back to parts, not whole uh, process. So we might dabble with those in, but the whole workout's not gonna be just machine oriented, right? I want, I want people on their feet. I want them moving in three directions. Um, you know, some of our people may sit at a desk job all day, but they want to get better at golf, right? I mean, we, we brought up golf briefly last time. Is it an athletic movement? Yeah, it's extremely athletic, right? It's, it's a lot of moving pieces from your foot to your hands all the way out. And if you, if any of those pieces aren't moving, then what does that do to the other pieces, right? So if let's say one piece doesn't move, does the other piece not move or does it have to move more to complete it, right? So so it's probably gotta move more. And is that gonna be a problem? Injury potential, greater risk? Yes. Or so, so that's the other thing is it's our workouts, I think have to have some injury prevention built into them. And that starts with our young athletes, right? And they get, they get bored with the process sometimes, yeah. but I'm like, that's not on my guys. That's me. You can get mad at me because I think that everybody's got to do the fundamentals. And I tell the kids all the time, go watch, uh, go to a baseball game early and watch what the outfielders do in preparation for their game. Now, half the game is just standing in one place, right? I mean, baseball, different than volleyball, where you're you're moving quite a bit. Some of those outfielders are standing a whole lot, and then all of a sudden – there's a rocket hit to them and they take off full freaking speed in a direction and they've got to be able to do it. So they go through a great warm up pregame and get ready. Um, the other thing I was going to throw at you guys, I actually should open it up here. Um, but I used to hate working track, hated working track. And then when I got into our business and really noticed that most of our athletes needed movement and speed work i went back and looked at a lot of those track workouts and the reason i hated working track is because what we talked about last time i loved working football football had a lot of injuries a lot of adrenaline getting guys ready for the game that's what i enjoyed track not so much you know there's not a ton of injuries but when you look at those track warm-ups and what they go through to get ready it it is what it comes Dial. to with our speed workouts. And and so really, I didn't know shit about speed because I told you guys, you know, when it came back to how do I train athletes, it, it went back to what I, the way I learned. It was, it was strength. I, I, you know, a lot of athletes needed strength. Really, they needed speed. And so I had to really deep dive in. And when I went to a conference, most of the stuff I went to was speed stuff. And so hopefully what you guys are seeing, what we implement, are different things that we learned, that I learned along the way. But the track workouts are great to learn how to move your body and and get better. And so we incorporate some of that warm-up stuff mm-hmm. with our older, our, sorry, our general population, my age group, um, oh, man. You just got for injury stuff. prevention. Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. you were thirty-five. I'm th- I look thirty-five, Jake. I'm so old. Do oh, I. Sorry. I look thirty-five. What a joke. So, look like you had a thing or two. You had things. So I, I actually have one question. It up. One question, real fast, to piggyback on you, to, or maybe push it further even. Like, how important do you feel? 
the role of like uh do you need to play the role of like educator for like our general pop like in, in the way of like not just i'm going to provide you with just these workouts but like let me let me give you a little nugget on why this mm. why we do things this way or or is that the purpose of this like the podcast like is that is that no i i think because i'm a bit i love we, the education we, we hit it last time i think education is job one and, and whether it is with yeah. our kids or our adults and and like you said earlier blake it's the whole philosophy when you come in the door right so so I mean, for the most part, I think you pull out a Red Bull every once in a while, or no? What, every once in a while, yeah. Uh, so, cuff, like so every day, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, once, once in a while, while that's, that, that's in the bottom. I'm up of your from four thirty to like ten <laughs> thirty at night, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got this. No, I'm exhausted. I, I take three hundred million milligrams. Exactly. Did I do pre-workout to the face? Sorry, I brought that up. Leave that shit in your car. I was gonna say. We lead by example, right? So Jake comes in and he's he's doing some foam rolling, doing some thoracic mobility. Drinking usually, a Red Bull. Yeah. What we're, I said leave that in the car. <laughs> usually what we're eating is pretty good. We're, we're working out. We're not just in there going, hey, you should work out, but I'm not going to do it. You, you know, so yeah, education, definitely. And, and, and that's the one thing that's really cool about the fitness world is really – a lot of this stuff has happened in the last 20 years. I mean, it's it's a huge change in what's going on in fitness. And, and there's some good studies out there kind of backing up what we've been doing, you know, that was just, hey, I, I think I'm seeing changes here or anecdotal stuff. Now we're seeing, hey, you're, Rob, this doesn't work. Here's what they're showing. And so that's why, that's why I try and meet with you guys every so often is is to get some feedback from you guys not just go hey this is how we do it period end of story because we've changed a lot in 20 years you know the way i started with where i'm at now um i think philosophy and and some of those principles are still there but i think the way we implement them has changed a lot because you know you guys are going to school and learning some stuff or or you follow somebody who maybe is more into the powerlifting, but they bring some good tools to what they do. And so we're trying to, okay, hey, that really does work on the strength side. So we got a few football players. Let's let's try that out with them. Yeah. So I think for us, I like your how Blake, you always go back to like we're confidence builders. That's what we do. And I also think a big aspect of our job is quality of life i think that's what we do we improve quality of life mm -hmm. whether that's for the athlete or just the general population like our adult classes that come in our whole goal is to move better live better like it prevent injuries overall just quality of life should improve and i've noticed that the biggest thing with going to the gym and getting in and exercising was playing sports like my i had really bad shoulder problems really bad knee problems I like slipped a disc in my back last year. You helped me out, Rob. Like it's preventing these injuries or overcoming these injuries and just improving like my overall quality of life, getting stronger. Like, I mean, just being a college student, like moving couches with my roommates has become the <laughs> easiest thing ever. They're, they're light now. Like yeah. they used Shit you have to do on the day. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a just, normal thing easier. as a college student to well, move couches. Yeah. couches too. Yeah, we you do. A, okay. a small beer dye stadium. <laughs> stadium. Stadium with all the couches. But like, no, just like everything in life has just become such an improvement and just like 
it's so much easier it's better it's more enjoyable just getting in the gym and i feel so accomplished and like the discipline that it takes even like mm -hmm. the ice baths that we talk about like that's yeah sure there are so many great benefits for being in that ice bath mm -hmm. i think the number one biggest thing is just discipline yeah to yeah. be able to sit in that uncomfortable water that is painful and willingly do that is the biggest discipline action ever and it correlates to everything i mean working a job is discipline yep. you might yeah. hate your job it might be the worst job ever but you need money, like you need to survive, and that's discipline, just being able to get it done, know that you got it done, feel accomplished that you got it done, and then do the things that you want to, to improve your life and just like move forward. It's all discipline, I think that's where our job, and that's what I love the most about our job is I see that we can help other people do that, and that's the biggest thing that's helped me since yeah. I started working out. Quick, quick side note, you won't have to add ice to your ice bath because his stadium is open and it had snow in it this morning. It was frozen over. It's like freaking May 3rd and he doesn't have to add ice to his <laughs> Go you know, sit in one so of your anyway. couches. Yeah, yeah, right. His cool. couch in the snow. Full of snow. Um, others? I had some okay. real fast. Yeah. Is, uh, oh, shit, I lost it. Here, was, let's see if this Go one. ahead. You guys I have was going to go, go off of... Uh, your question on like is our job education and just like my thing from like the very beginning is anytime I get someone I tell them my goal is that you can go out and do this on your own after three months or whatever I don't want you to need me but if you want me I'm here yeah that's, well that's and, my philosophy and real quick Jake, you should be able to talk do it. talk about your dad and, and your mom because they've been really consistent over the last little bit so mm -hmm. you you probably, Ooh, that, I mean, yeah. nice, nice <laughs> yeah. job of, of getting them yeah. in, right? Yeah. But but they've been really consistent. So what's your thought with them? Because I had one other thing I was going to throw out. But but what's your what do you mean in terms of well, how did you get them to come in, and then oh. how did you get them to be right? <laughs> it took me about three and a half years to get them in. <laughs> totally. I told them, totally. I started working with him four years ago. I told him like three months in. I was like, come work out with me, like won't charge you guys you guys just need to move and the whole time like they kept telling me they're like no i'm gonna be embarrassed like you i don't want you to see me like not being able to like do all this stuff or like i used to be so much better i was like i don't care i train people that are freaking 20 years older than you like and i can get you yeah. better and then my mom started coming in she was in for like a couple of months and then my dad came in and like literally like I don't know, five weeks in, he's like, I don't have any back pain and my ankles don't hurt. And I was like, no <laughs> shit, Sherlock. Right? But, yeah, but well, now it, it's, it's, it's just really cool that you got your parents in. Cause honestly, yeah. when I first got back to Reno and started training and I, I had an open Sierra strength, but I was like, I'll be busy in no time. Cause I know enough people and mm -hmm. have enough family and friends. Fuck, none of them came, right? It, it, was, <laughs> it's terrible, it was all man. it was all people that were joining at the gym and they're like, yeah. Hey, I was like none of my family and friends wanted to listen to me. I'm like, All right, whatever. So you know, it's it's, it's I just golf clap that you you know no, got yeah, your parents you in, you but, made it but they're consistent because and, and and that was the one thing I was hoping you would say is is yeah. I know your dad and mom both move better and oh, yeah. feel better. 100%. And the one thing the one thing that you know I, again, I know I look 35, but I'm I'm 54. So, and and you guys probably didn't know that. I know you guys thought I was 35. I'm 54, 
But my whole thing now, and and you guys see it because I'll give you some article to read, but it is about longevity, right? Mm, yeah. and, and so you don't want to just do this until you're 30 and then drop out. But I have, I have less issues now than I did when I was 40. So don't worry. You guys are going to get some of those... You know, aging pains—they're coming, Blake. Don't I? Why you look at just me? Just get ready. Because <laughs> you looked at me. So um, I'm listening. So to you. you're going to get some of that, but hopefully, you guys are pretty good on the on the mobility stuff and the the yeah. recovery stuff and the cold baths. That you know, hopefully, you know, those periods are pretty short for you guys, and you just keep you know going. So yeah, I mean, that's one that I've been met with a ton lately because I think I mentioned on the last one. So my dad's on this painting business here in you know Reno Whitlock painting for 30 years or something like that. Now. Shameless plug. Yeah, by, right. by the wow. way, I meant to say something no early. Free plugs. You, you you've got to I'm going to put you on this cuz last time you were like name dropping. I'm like, man, if we're going to name drop, maybe we can get some sponsorship and really hey, take I, this. Just let me work. Yeah, that might just be let me that work. might be work. Okay, anyway, let go ahead. Work. That's going to be your job. Go. Red Bull, so. Let me, let me <laughs> work. Sponsor. That's let me right. Work. There's another one. Let me work. That's all I'll say about that. But um, I'm yeah. starting to I'm starting to phase out of that. I don't, I'm I'm entering a full career in this strength and conditioning. I love this. I'm marching towards you know finish up my school, get my certs, going this way. So with that, there comes that little le- the step of faith out of like a of a you know pretty steady income and s- stepping you know next. You can only handle so much at once, and so I have to take the full step into this. And unfortunately, you know, financially, I'll probably take a little hit just up front. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. part of paying the game. I I really believe you got to pay into the you got to pay your dues, and and you'll reap the reward. You know, later, um, in some capacity. But so I've been trying to get busier, trying to get busier, and I, a lot of like the world that I live in, I, I'm around a lot of ex-athletes. Like, that's kind of my network. Ex-athletes, you know, mid twenties, you know, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but. The one thing I've been getting met with all the time now is like, oh, my knees are too far gone. There's nothing we can do. Or, oh, my back is too far gone. There's nothing I can do. It's shot. There's nothing. I'm just too late. Like, And it's just it, – that's been very frustrating for me to endure. It's like because, these, you know, you're going to tell me that your knees are too far gone, but you're going to continue doing the same exact shit you've been doing mm-hmm. and with no result. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell you I'm not going to put you through the same ass shit that's making your knees hurt. Yep. Come to me and we'll find you. We'll – I'm not even telling you I know what it is yet. Right. But come into our gym and we'll find we'll find a way through that, you know, may shock your system a little bit cuz you think that, you know, you you aesthetically look good or you feel healthy, but man, you can't get rid of this knee pain. Well, it's like try something new. What is yeah. it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and yeah. over again, not get seen a result, you know, a different expecting, result. Expecting yeah. a different expecting result. the same result yeah. like that one's been bugging me lately, and I, I I haven't had the answer for that one either. I've just been like, all right, yeah, you are too but, far gone if that's your but mentality. But honestly, if, if you can get them in, I mean, that's that's probably the reason we've been around as long as we have is is because of the rehab stuff. And, and you know, we didn't bring this one up earlier. I had it down in my notes, but uh, corrective exercises is kind of the, the new term. And a lot of that is is some injury preventative exercises before you go on to the other ones. And and we've been doing those for 20 years because that's just my background. 
and and you guys have seen some of those when you guys were were doing it. Now you're you're providing that for people, um, and and it's a big buzzword. But we've been doing injury prevention forever, and there isn't one person that comes in our facility that doesn't have an issue. You know, if they're if they're twenty or older, or even seventeen or older, they've had an issue, and if you can fix that issue or or at least change that issue for them that's going to change their athletic you know how, how they are and, and how they feel if, if you've got a foot that's that's somewhat bad i'm like you can't be a hundred percent let's get that foot moving better and just think of how well how much better you're going to move how much better you're going to feel it's going to make you want to do the other things or or whatever you've been avoiding because of the foot you know so it's just yeah. changing those things getting them back to being able to do certain things in their lifestyle is huge yeah, it's just there's nothing worse than seeing somebody give up on you know skiing or whatever just because they're like, oh, I'm too far gone, I can't do it. And you're like, man, I don't, uh, have you really tried everything? Have you really tried everything? Right. And I'm not just telling that so you guys can come in and pay us or whatever. I just really think that you know I've been around the block a little bit and I'm pretty I have a pretty good network here in town. I kind of know what people do places mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't do the functional side of things like we do. In our gym, I just genuinely think that, and I think that it it yields results. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been hard for me because you can't, you know, you can you can only lead a uh, was it lead a horse to water. Yep. You can't make him drink. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, know. I think I'll say it again, but and I'll preach it, but it's quality of life and like right. f- fixing that foot so yeah. that person can go skiing and yeah. or helping that knee so then they can snowboard and not like like yeah. just be in so much pain is just such a quality of life and like the opportunity even if you're not going to take it but just the opportunity to do all of these things and yeah. be healthy enough to mm-hmm. versus like being limited yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's freedom and it even if you again like even if you don't take up those options and like don't take up the opportunities just mentally knowing that you can and that you're fit enough and healthy enough to do that is mm-hmm. huge. It's like maintaining good credit. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like you, you got, you what got, am I going to use? I'll like use it maybe a couple times in my it. life, but like I have it and like you it makes me feel confident. Credit. You can go do stuff. You, you like, that's know. a bragging right. You like, know. yeah. But, and yeah, like Jake said earlier, like I don't want you to come in to see me the rest of your life. Like education wise, like I want to be able to give you the like, I want to be able to give you all the knowledge that you need, all of the exercises, all of the, hey, if this happens, like this is going to help, like so-and-so. Like, I want to be able to give you all the tools possible for you to be able to move on and do this on your own in a couple months or in a year or however long it takes. And like, even like training athletes, like it's good to always kind of change it up a little bit, but at the same time, like you're going to do a lot of repeating, repeating things, training athletes and, but it works like it's, it's the secret sauce. It'll, it'll always work and it has always worked. And so like, you can only do so much with these athletes besides just like providing them with the motivation and the extra push that if they can find that on their own and they can get that motivation for themselves to better themselves, to be like the best possible person that they can, the best version of themselves, then we don't need that. And I think that's that's where I find the most reward in this job is just like pushing someone so much and giving them all the tools that then they are doing your job for you and you, they no longer need you. Cause then it's like, take your, keep your money. I don't want your money. I don't like, I'll go a couple other people. Yeah, exactly. Like I will find, I'll find the next (laughs) you when you started and work it up too. Like I want to see you become the best possible person and 
keep pushing yourself and then be on the other aspect and join me on this side and be like, yeah, like this helped a lot. Yeah. This is super yeah. beneficial. Like the quality of life has improved so much. Like I'm enjoying everything I do now just because I started being more disciplined and started taking these actions in the physical aspect and like in the exercising world that I think it, it dips into everything. Like, like motor development is so crucial for everything. And I think it helps with everything and i'll preach that for for the rest of well, my life i respect that well, everything. well and at some point i don't care if you have a trainer but if you don't adapt and and take it on yourself yeah you're not going to you know you have to be the one who instills yeah, this absolutely. stuff, whether yeah. it's whether it's mentally or physically. If if you're just like, well, I just I just go see Blake and he does this for me. It's like that's fine, but at some point, if you really want to get to that next level, you're the one who's got to be the one who goes. I go to bed at this time and I get up at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my blueprint of the day. Well, and it's everything like food, sleep, like all of it. It should just be like, I mean, it's everyone's individual like everyone's different and it's all their own opinions and thoughts but like i want to be walking i want to be running i want to be jumping for as long as i possibly can in my life yeah, like yeah. if i can be 90 and i'm still standing and i'm still stepping like that is great and that's what i want to be and that's mm -hmm. what i want to, i want and i expect myself to be eating as healthy as i possibly can for the rest of my life making the best de decisions for my life like sleeping well like functioning well moving exercising for as long as I need to like no part about my life I ever see turning that away and following something else mm -hmm. and ultimately I mean that's what we're trying to do with everybody that comes in the door right yeah, yeah. it's mean, like, that's to break that down in like the athletic sphere like what are we talking <clears throat> about we're talking about the fundamentals of a good life that's what you're talking about right like, yeah what are the fundamental principles of a good life for Preston well you want to be walking running you know jumping enjoying life like we got to make sure that everything we do reinforces those fundamentals because one of the best ways i've ever heard it put is your fundamentals are the first thing to go when you get tired if you don't have good fundamentals yeah. if you don't have good fundamentals as things get hard you go to hell with that thing i'm gonna, I'm gonna just start doing all i'm gonna just start taking the easy out. way out yeah. on whatever yeah. but if you have rock solid fundamentals when you get tired that's your default setting and you have now a really sturdy platform to stand on yeah. or you know a really nice foundation to build you know anything on that's in life things get hard in life you know we, everybody's got a story we can all go there but yep. you know like you gotta establish those fundamentals and it's that's what's cool about what we do the gym's a great place to just like a even learn that Mm -hmm. learn that in the very least is like I need good fundamentals in my squat or I can't get stronger because mm -hmm. I have yeah. power leakage everywhere right right well and oddly enough too like starting in high school bodybuilding taught me that fundamentals was everything yeah because it's it's form over like flex that's what I would mm -hmm. always say you need perfect form over ego lifting and trying to lift the most weight that is because a good lesson from it's bodybuilding yeah and that's sure. like it helped mm -hmm. me out so much because even now when i do like more athletic and like more functional training i'm still so focused on my form like i'm constantly looking at my foot placement w looking at myself in my mirror making sure everything is perfect because if I, i'm not like i'm more proud about lifting 60 pounds perfectly on time under tension slow tempo overlifting 90 pounds and I just bounce it off of my chest and threw it back up or anything like 
for me, like you said, the function and being able to perform it perfectly and do that consistently is so much better than giving up those fundamentals and just like Mm -hmm. balls to the wall. Hey, let's do it. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I think taking a step back and be able to like, you can only fall back on strong fundamentals exactly, if they're yeah. strong. If they're yeah. not strong, yeah, you can't exactly. fall back exactly. on them. And then we well, get, then we start getting injuries. Yeah. And then, then you're working backwards. Like we're not going forwards if we don't have the correct form or mm-hmm. the correct fundamentals. You're going to start taking these steps backwards because one en- injury leads to another injury, which leads to another injury. And if you can't take the step back necessary to like address address it, it yeah. and then address everything around it that is why you had that injury you're never going to move on and you're never going to be able to get past that mm-hmm. and i and i don't really bash bodybuilding right we've talked about it no. but but i have one you thing do that bash i pulled out I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to talk I, about that next I time love. biceps i love them. tune in next time we are going over biceps let's go uh, <laughs> i know who to call but on I pulled out one thing and probably 35 years ago, I have a magazine and it was like some of the fundamental principles of body. There's like six, I think they have nine. There's six of them that are solid. And it's just like you said, Preston, it's like form over, you know, trying to throw up a lot of weight. There's, there's just a couple of those things that apply across the board and, mm-hmm. and are really good. Um, all right. Anything else? I got it's some. probably about time to bring it to a close, but we got, got we got time for one more and then um, close it up. So, whether it's with our, you know, old adult population that wants to, you know, be better at golf, or um, whether it's with our younger population that you know some of our younger athletes that want to be better basketball players or whatever. This question goes to you, Rob when do we decide to start specializing anything like balance for golf or, you know, power for football or Hmm. explosiveness? Is there, is there like a moment or is it a, is it all kind of everything we're doing is pouring into that same glass of like the athlete. So there's never like a specialization. I kind of want to also ask, to bounce off of that same question sort of but like where in i guess your life or i don't know just what what's the point where you think training specifically for one sport is the best in athletes specific like if i'm a volleyball player okay when do you think is the best time yeah when's the time to be like hey my training is going to also revolve specifically around volleyball like i'm going to be focused solely on a volleyball yeah i am doing volleyball like like are you talking you or are you talking a pro uh, actually i mean just like pro volleyball player say like the girls that we see in some of the ones that could potentially go to the next level yeah do you think it's beneficial now to start training that type like in the high school age or do you still think overall function and like mobility and overall wellness is still beneficial while they're honing the volleyball skills on the court because i see like i mean for like i feel like once you're at 17 also like a lot of these girls have been playing for 10 years right so once you get to 17 18 there's only so much volleyball you learn on the court right i think the next Until step you hit up, the next you guys, level. like you, you, you guys talked about that a lot last time yep. about like the next levels from 
high school to football level and then to NFL yeah, like yeah, college you can, only, one, you can right? only really go there once you get there yeah you know you're yeah. capped where you're capped but, but so you can, you you can go above so, that so I'll go I'll go with yours first okay and then and then you guys can chime in because right. I don't know that this is the right answer but if I've got a 17 year old volleyball player let's say let's say whatever 17 year old volleyball player do I think she should only be doing volleyball no because I, I still think at her age group, she's going to break down. So she's got to have some good recovery built into her program. She's got to go through some just basic fundamentals of movement that may not be volleyball specific. And she's got to have some strengthening that may not be necessarily volleyball specific. So I, th I think she's still got to see a pretty broad spectrum of, of training to you... stay on her game. And, and maybe... When she hits, maybe with that person, like 22, 23, 24, then maybe we can get specific. But again, I think, let me throw this example out. There was a lady, and it wasn't in our last Olympics. It was the one before. Um, so she was, she was at the top of her age. I, I want to say she was right at 40. Gymnast? No, swimmer. Mm, okay. She hadn't been in the pool in three years, and she decided to come back, so she hit the pool. Um, but when she came back, so if you look at, let's take gymnast, gymnastics really quick. I don't think a young girl who's 12 needs to spend 12 hours a day practicing gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, the Russians and the Eastern Bloc countries did that really well and, and showed success with it, right? But I think you could take that same individual if, if it turns out they're going to be really good. I think you could train them in four hours and do a bunch of other stuff like maybe put them in the pool, uh, go on a cold plunge, do some other, hey, go skateboard for 30 minutes. You know, I think you could do some other things around that sport where you don't have to do that deep dive in and that's going to be the best product. So going back to that swimmer, she said when she went back to the pool for, for her, because I think she had had a kid and did something else, or she was out of the Olympics for four years. So it had been like a six-year cycle, and she decided she'd go back. She only spent, she totally tweaked her training. I think she was only in the pool two hours a day. You look at most athletes when they're going for that swimming thing they're in the pool eight ten hours right so she was doing she was doing some yoga she was doing some pilates so she on the mental side and and i throw this one out to people who have run marathons before i'm like you know what it takes to run a marathon i don't think you need to be on the road 130 miles a week mm. to get there again you've done it so you know what it feels like at mile 18 and mile 20 and mile 22 you know that now let's not put in 130 or 140 miles a week on the road let's taper that back let's get in the pool let's get on the bike let's do some other things so when you hit that race you are ready to freaking go you're you're yeah. at 95 you're going to be the best racer you've ever been because you're at 95 percent. you're not coming into that race at 75 percent. going holy shit i hope i get to mile 18 and then i can just coast the rest of the way make sense yeah definitely i agree and i think even like 
I mean, I haven't played volleyball, like actually played volleyball in five months. And I just went and played in an open gym last night and I feel the bounciest I've ever been. I feel like my hand-eye coordination is pristine. Right. Like I feel great. It goes back to one of the things I think we kind of brought up last time, but, but one of my guys who worked with me and now he works just high level basketball mike atkinson mike shameless plug i'll see if he'll <laughs> go, throw in talk some money mike. we got to talk about the ball attachment next oh, time too. shameless yeah. plug um <laughs> uh but mike would we would see it every year we'd test the guys before they went to season for basketball these yeah. are high school kids test them again at the end most of those kids are losing three four inches in their oh, yeah. vert right because of overuse and i'm like okay we could train these kids different now we didn't get to see them a lot during the season because it's basketball 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 mm-hmm, yeah. basketball 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 hardly any lifting hardly any recovery hardly any prevention now their court time is less but when you look at those kids who are playing basketball every night their conditioning is dropping off too. So again, we can we can do it better, and some of the pro teams do a really good job of it. So I would say again, it goes back to how we're training that whole thing, how how, how we're looking whole, at the yeah, whole picture. Yeah, There's a big, big picture, picture and, and we've got to do a bunch of things. And one of the reasons Mike left the is it the why am I forgetting it now? Knicks? No, the the G. The big G, ones? No, the G League. G League. I was yeah. going to say GBA. <laughs> the the G League is because it really wasn't. He was saying it really wasn't developmental for the next level because their eating practices, their sleeping practices, their travel practices, everything they did was bad. And he's like, "How are we going to get them better for yeah. the next level when we don't do this and we don't do this and we don't do this?" And you just want them to play basketball, but, but it takes. A lot of other, it takes the foundation and the principles that we talked about earlier to get better all the way around. So do you think then, because we've kind of talked about this in the gym before, like we notice in the younger athletes, movement is like the biggest thing that they lack. And like we get them doing the strength training and we know it's beneficial, like still getting them stronger helps a lot and always injury. But some of the girls we see don't know their left foot to their right hand. Like it, they're just <laughs> all over the place. Um, and so I, I, do you, I guess my question is like, when you get to that older age, like let's say 17, 18. So we're talking junior, senior in high school that okay. are wanting to play at the next level. Do you think backing off of necessarily playing like, We'll just use volleyball, for example. That's all I ever know. Volleyball yep. is yeah, my yep. world. You're good. So uh, do you think backing off of volleyball, like, because they're they're playing in tournaments almost every week, every other week, and still practicing three days out of the week. That's do you think ridiculous. backing off yeah. of practices and maybe going once or even twice, like one normal practice and then a second light practice, and then getting in the gym three days a week is better, you think, because I also think, like, at that age, that's where strength and, like, power output is the best. Like, they're getting into their adult body, right? Yeah. So do you think that's when they can really start honing in on yeah. power, strength, like, speed? So so we're a little biased at this table, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say hell freaking yeah. Yeah. But now, Maybe. how convincing a coach of that. Yeah, very difficult. And it's funny because we've got some good coaches that we deal with and some are like, yeah. oh, they need to be back with you. I mean, oh, yeah. a couple of them have said they need to be with you more than with me right now, right? But but it's not the mold. But but 
again, we're biased, and, and, and I would say yes. I mean, it really – it depends on the athlete. You're, you're going to have two of those athletes, one who still needs a lot of core yeah, work. definitely. And you got one who's really got the timing down and some of that stuff, and it's like, man, they just need a little more pop. Let's get them yeah. stronger. So so you're going to see both. But I, I do. I think some coaches could do a way better job, and that's really where there's a huge gap is in that high school level, <sighs> kind of like I oh, mentioned yeah. the basketball kids. If they just figured out a little bit better training method, they can make their practices way more effective. I used to hear uh, – I'll throw this out really quick and then I'll answer your question. I remember when they did baseball all-stars, little guys, yeah. and you'll you'll remember this. Yeah. They were gonna practice four hours a day. I'm like, what are you gonna do with a 12-year-old <laughs> for four hours a day? I'm like, I can do that practice in an hour and 20 minutes. Kids are gonna be happier, probably gonna come back to practice the next day ready to fucking go, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's like the college practice now, oh, yeah. where, where they crank up the music it's and it's got, out. hey, 10 minute stations, go. And you got 10 freaking minutes to get your shit in and we're rotating and that's cool stuff because those practices used to be three hours. I'm like, okay, how good is that guy at the three hour mark? Now, I know they've got to get ready for that because with all the timeouts in college football these days, yeah. there's going to be a lot standing around. they got to have endurance to stand around and then be ready to turn it on for three hours. But but you look at some of those practices and you're like, you're like really, you're going to you're gonna run them? You want to run, your conditioning is, involves a 110-yard sprint. Okay, my guess is at the end of that 110-yard sprint, they might be hitting 80% of max. I'm thinking, let's shorten that sprint to 20 yards, and I want 110% on rep one, yeah. rep two, rep three, rep four, because that's going to mimic what they better do in the game situation, right? Mm -hmm. That that 20-second run is four seconds. Four seconds is the amount of the length of the play, and they better be going 100% from whistle to whistle, not, oh, I want to see how long you can go for 12 seconds, and, oh, you're at 80%. Guess what? The more you train at 80%, the more likely you are to be 80%, yeah. right? Yeah. To yeah. answer your question on the older person golf, I think you gotta hit, every every sport has, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, the individual has some strengths and weaknesses, and you gotta work on all those. And if you wanna be good at golf, I always, I always saw the guy that came in the facility that spent $2,000 on clubs, and I'm going, okay, yeah, you're, or, or your bike. Yeah, your bike is a pound lighter, and yeah, it moves a little bit better, but guess what? You're five pounds overweight. And so maybe rather than spending two grand on that bike, maybe you could spend a thousand with us, and now you're four pounds lighter, and guess what? Who cares what your bike weighs because you just dropped 300% more weight than buying that really expensive bike. I guarantee you might do a little bit better in your event you know, so yeah. I don't know if that. No, that, hopefully that's that right. answers your question. Yeah, completely. And I just want to touch on what you guys, you and Preston, were just talking about. Um, I think it still it boils all the way back down to what we were talking about in the beginning with education. Like, if these athletes understand that once you just make the decision that you're a volleyball player now, you're a volleyball player 24 hours of the day. Yeah. So if you're if you're tired of being on the court so much and you're getting bored. We'll find another way to steal some reps in the classroom, get back with us and work on your body. Ultimately though, once you make that decision, your world shrinks into the size of that volleyball. 
Like that's, that's all you're doing. So, so the True. best ones find a way to make that applicable in everything they do, and it makes it easier, and they get the most return. Like. And that's what I've noticed. It goes back to the individual, right? So, yeah. so maybe they aren't seeking us out there, going, "My squat sucks. I got to do more." You know, so yeah, so no, they're absolutely. they're owning it. So time off the court could be super valuable to 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 their volleyball potential, even if even if they got some things they need to tighten up on the court. There's there's avenues outside the court. We got video. We got you know. Mm-hmm. You learn how yeah. to watch film. It's, yeah, it'll change your life. Big, it'll change yeah. your life yeah, yeah, if you yeah. learn how to watch film. Yeah, change the whole course of your career. And you're not taking any physical reps. Like, you know, we used to sit there and eat lunch and just, we had nowhere else to be, click through and watch my feet, watch my feet, watch my feet. Oh, God, my feet were horrible all mm-hmm. week. And then you go watch the game. I had bad feet in the game. You're like, well, I got to get better feet. So then, okay, now I know what to work on. But at the same time, you, I'm using, I wasn't just out there running around with bad feet and having somebody go, your feet are bad, fix it. Your feet are bad, fix it. I took a time off. I had my, you know, shoulder iced up, sitting there eating lunch, and I was still getting better. So, you know, as their coach, it's, it's up to us to kind of, hey, explain to them, show them that. Mm-hmm. that side of sports too and that's where you see a huge step i've seen mm-hmm. in a ton of you know young guys coming into college or whatever yeah and they understand the process of that like it's not all banging heads all the time yeah you'll yeah. take the next step so jake it's all the small things yeah that's yeah. what it comes down details to. it diamonds that's in the what details. makes the that's what makes the difference for sure and like in form and everything if you're doing one thing wrong, you're losing that much power, that much strength, that much speed. So just, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Diamonds are in the do, details. Do the little things, yep. So, all right, so here's how we're gonna do this. So thank you for listening. Session number two, not our inaugural. All right, <laughs> didn't number two. I didn't it even I didn't even thank Dos. That's right. I didn't even thank no. Chad at the beginning. So thank you, Chad Belding and This Life Ain't for Everybody. Thank you, Chad. And his banded brands, which if you do anything outdoors, that's the place to go. So thank you, Chad, again for opening this up. Now, what I'd like to do to make it a little bit more interactive is if you have questions our next podcast we'll do a little q a so if you have any questions and i'm putting jake on this go jake where Uh, can they find us they can find us on facebook at sierra strength and speed it's spelled with an ampersand not uh written out and and then on instagram at just sierra strength yes and our website is sierrastrength.com so Check us out. Uh, if you know us personally, text us. If you want to, you know, do it some other way, go uh, go on Instagram. Hit us up. Give us some Q and As. We're happy to answer. We we uh, we're gonna talk some biceps next time. Uh, also, <laughs> had somebody who asked a nutrition question. Maybe maybe ACL, but that those are all big, long, crazy you, uh, topics. Can we do you some want curls in here? my sister for biceps? You want? We can we can, can we do well, some curls in well, here can, while we don't, we're doing it? Yeah, are we videoing in, in here while we? I'll take pictures. Okay. We'll, we'll, who <laughs> knows what we'll the do lighting's next time. good. We'll bring some bands. <laughs> all right. We'll, shirtless or sleeveless. Who knows what we're? Oh, we're not doing sleeveless. Yeah, uh, and then pull not, the plunge after. Okay, plunge. well, I, I don't know if, if the weather's co- good. I don't know if the tub's <laughs> going to be cold. It's uh, starting to heat up colder. outside. Thank you. All right, thank you for joining us. We are Sierra Strength and Speed. Check us out and uh, check out Banded Brands. 
Thank you, Chad Belding. See ya. Life on earth won't last too long. So what you gonna do when the money's all gone? I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do? And the money's all gone.